I listen to the black guy who tips because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday, ready to give you some podcasting. Find us wherever you find podcasts. Leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That is an app where we get to read the reviews on the show and it makes us feel all warm and bubbly inside. Let's just know that y'all appreciate what we're doing. The official weapon of the show is the voting chair and the unofficial sport. What about a bullet ball extreme? Um, all right, let's just go ahead and get right into, Oh wait, no, no, I'm sorry. I forgot banter time we got a banter oh shit now because you know that's what the podcast do these days <laughs> uh karen how how are you doing over there i'm actually doing good good no no complaints over here uh whatsoever uh just chilling this moment to the movies this morning so for those of you that are premium you're gonna have something premium coming out for a movie review Look yeah out we for saw that. the creator is coming to it's already on your feed if you're a premium subscriber, you can hear what we thought about John David Washington's science fiction flick. Uh, you know, a thing I was thinking about here, um, <clears throat> one of my f- things that's funny about the NFL, which we love, is the camera people and the way that they do stuff. Whenever a person fucks up and turns the ball over and it leads to the other team scoring a touchdown, the camera people always cut back to the person that fucked up on the other team. Like, they're always like, remember when he fumbled? That's the reason this is happening. <laughs> they got cameras everywhere. They was like, we're going to put a camera in your face now. And it's so good at this point. Of I can, course. Huh? I said, of course. It's greatness. It's so good at this point. I can actually not be watching much of the game. Like, I can just turn on a game at, at any point. And if a team scores a touchdown... And, and then the, the camera people show another player on the other team. I already know, like, oh, he fucked up. And they're going to show you the replay, too. They were like, remember this? Well, they don't always show you the replay. That's our thing. Oh, like, they'll true. show Sometimes you the touchdown. Don't. Like, it could be five minutes later. It could be way after that shit happened. Yeah. Like, sometimes they will show you the replay. But a lot of times they just, like, it's just a quick cutback. Like, remember when Peyton Manning thought he had a touchdown, but he threw a, he threw a fucking interception? Well, five minutes later, the other team hit a field goal, and it's his fault. It's the, his fault. The other camera thing that I love that is also funny every time to me is if you ever see a quarterback on the bench looking at either a tablet or a clipboard. Staring at it intensely. If you ever see that, that motherfucker is having a bad day. Yes, they are. Now, I'm not an NFL player. I've never been on the sideline. I would guess even when quarterbacks are playing good, they probably have to look at the clipboard sometimes. Right. You know, just to study it and be like, okay, what are they going to look at next? But they only show these motherfuckers studying that clipboard when there's like, this motherfucker right now is two for 12 passing, <laughs> two interceptions. Hard, they stand at that hard as hell, too. You looking at that tablet like it got the answers in it, and you know it don't. <laughs> You know it don't. Mm-mm. But yeah, NFL camera people is funny. That's it's, just, it, 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 it's like, so you had a bad day. And right. just, your face is pop up on the screen. <laughs> right. 
Like and I and I'm like, if I'm a quarterback, I'll be pissed because I'll be like, show me when I'm killing these motherfuckers, but I'm still looking at my tablet so I can learn how to kill them even more. Mm-hmm. They not gonna show that shit. Nah, they they only want me to look studious when I'm fucking up. When I'm trying, <laughs> like I'm trying to cram for a test. That's when you want to show me doing this extra work. Fuck y'all, y'all ain't slick with that bullshit. Shout out to the camera people. They be like, nope, we're doing our jobs. It creates drama. It is. It's a big ass soap opera. It's, yes, it's my it favorite reality show is uh you know is 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 fucking sports so mm-hmm. um all right now we can get into the show we've done the banter segment <laughs> we we done done bantering now let's do some uh let's just do some news What is happening out here in the world? Uh, Merriam's Webster Dictionary has added some new terms to the dictionary. Oh, shit. What are the new words that I probably may or may not have heard of? Well, they added 690 words, but apparently these three are getting some pretty big. uh, This is the ones getting the attention. Okay. Thirst trap. That wasn't already in now? No. Oh, okay. You... You thought thirst trap was in the dictionary already? <laughs> in the how, urban dictionary, my bad. How how long is how long have you been using thirst trap? Yeah? You using it a couple 20, 30 years or something? <laughs> the kids been using thirst trap for a while. Beast mode. Beast mode. Oh, was somebody doing good and whooping your ass? Yeah, so so going someone going into beast mode. I think of uh Marshawn Lynch, that's his nickname as a running back in mm-hmm. the NFL with Beast Mode. And lastly, this one is interesting because it's been around for a while, but I guess maybe social media and stuff is is making these words more popular. Chef's kiss. Oh, but somebody goes, Mwah. yeah, chef's kiss. Like, mm. oh, that 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 racism was chef's kiss, top notch. We love to see it. Yes, I like them. I like them three, and uh, they deserve their place in the uh, in this dictionary. They also added the term goaded. Goaded like you goaded me, G O A T E D, but not like you goaded me or goat. That would be goaded, like you goaded me into something. Goaded like goat E D, and it's mean? for greatest of all time. Like oh 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 oh, like when somebody says Michael Jordan is the goat, LeBron James is the goat. Yeah, and when yeah. you do something, you know, you say you goaded that like. Oh, LeBron James goaded the NBA Finals or something like that. I guess. Oh, I just I just go goat. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't do the ED on the end. I don't even know what the ED was stand for. I just go the goat. And if you still have the printed dictionary, you still get that every year. These terms will be in the printed version. It's already on the website. Oh shit! But now other new terms will be in there. Bussing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> niggas got bussing in now. Yeah feels a little like they're just putting any black thing in there <laughs> yes but bussing is gonna be in there uh um, like that's bussing yeah like uh, these uh, this they, biscuit is bussing okay uh bussing it wide open to say you know uh maybe they'll have alternate definitions i know the one that's popularized right now is to say some food is very tasty you say it's bussing ah, okay mid mid yeah like, like it's like, all right yeah mid 
I just went to see the creator in theaters. I thought it was mid. Mm. Simp, we all know what simp means. Mm-hmm. Although the kids now have turned simp into like, well, it's not even the kids. It was our generation that turned simp into like anything nice a man does for a woman. It's like, well, I don't think no. that's simping. No, that, that's, that's You didn't call her a slut pussy bitch wow you simping my brother <laughs> you simping <laughs> wow you actually care about a female you simping my nigga you don't even cheat on her simp, simp. uh and the last one is riz r-i-z-z what that mean riz is short for charisma oh so okay people that have a lot of charisma they say they have riz uh they call certain people like the riz god meaning like the charisma god if they see you like especially if you're like able to like smoothly like try to holler at a, at a chick they'll be like oh the riz god you know okay yeah i definitely need to know that one because i was mm-hmm. like you know when you say riz i was like the riz up i was like i don't think that's it karen no nope, <laughs> you were right it wasn't it um but uh all right you know let's get to more random news that we have um cardi b explains why she chooses not to include her personal struggles in her songs. Mm. She says, uh, the masses might not be able to relate. A lot of people tell me I should put my pain, my struggle in my music. A lot of my pain or struggles or whatever the crap is going on, the masses might not be able to relate. I like It's like, oh my gosh, they're tearing a new asshole on Twitter on me because I said this, this, and that. The average person is like, girl, shut up. I got to work at 7 a.m. in the morning. I got to do this and that. So it's like, I don't really like to make music like I would normally do an intro. Like I would just literally like to make my intro of everything, addressing all the bullshit, addressing the bitches, addressing the shit I got to go through. And then just the whole album just be about fun. Um, That's interesting. I I think this is just me on the outside looking in. I think with Cardi being on the Internet as long as she has been, ups and downs and all around and she sees the consequences of repercussions when you share too much and she's seen people praise you just to turn around and tear you down and i think for her she was like oh i got to draw a line here like i've 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 got to separate this because y'all niggas just saying anything and this is my real life like these things actually impact me and so i think that this is her drawing her line going with this is the music that i'm choosing to make because i've seen enough of y'all tell me to shut the fuck up well then i'm gonna shut the fuck up and i'm just gonna do this and y'all just got to deal with it yeah i actually think she's right on this one um because a lot of that is spawned by jealousy and stuff um i think she's a person that completely understands how she's viewed people like to root for her because they see her as a fun time mm-hmm. i think it's one of the reasons you don't really see her go back and forth with Nicki minaj like that Mm-mm. you know it's it's like i understand that this is not as relate like it's entertainment to people but it's not relatable right and a perfect example is megan the stallion's last album megan went through some shit very publicly with that toy shooting yes she did and you know the song anxiety is like a song where she like broke down rapping that song on snl but how unsympathetic were people to her how are people kind of changing their views around on her and mm-hmm. her music they kind of like a lot people, of people don't, didn't even listen to the album because they was like this album is a quote-unquote downer yeah and even your fans sometimes don't really want you to be human they're not here for a full human experience they they're they're like i throw on cardi to feel like a bad bitch and bad bitch anthems and talk my shit right i don't necessarily want that now i'm not saying you can't try that there's just a cost to it that i think cardi is recognizing like 
they might not want to hear that from me. And then also a lot of stuff on the internet is just jealousy is a lot of stuff is uh, uh, people masquerading jealousy as like a cause. You know, there's so many times where you look at like an activist or, and it's like, you know, the thing they're really talking about is I don't like this person. When you look at people that are so upset with celebrities all the time as if celebrities have all the power in the world, not politicians. Right. And you're like, oh, because you want to be famous. You would like to be rich. You think if you had their talent and their platform, you'd be a better them than they are. Right. Um, and uh, I think she's right in, in saying like, yeah, I could see people kind of turning on me for being anything less than just I show up, shake my ass, talk that shit. I wonder how many, how much her years as a stripper helped inform that too. You know, too. where it's like, yeah, it would be nice to be seen as this, this, and this, but that ain't what people came in the club for. So um, she goes on to say, the average person, oh wait, uh, da, da, da. yeah, she's a, it's annoying, so annoying, um, saying how she had to produce a, a clean version of her latest single, Bongos. Like how upset, because I just did it like practically two weeks ago. I was so over it because, you know, my new song, Bongos, I'd be like, nigga eat this ass like a plum so you know i'm doing the clean version i'm like all right boy baby eat it up like a plum and the label is like no you can still say that for pop radio i'm like baby eat these peaches and plums and i was so <laughs> over it like i cannot not the peaches and the plums that i cannot say that that sounds so corny uh that sounded like a kid's bop <laughs> whatever my son listens to but i have no choice so baby eat these peaches and plums <laughs> that's hilarious Eat these peaches and plums, baby. It is funny, though, because, I, I, like I said, man, I think um, one of the things I don't think get um, gets enough credit is people that can see how they're seen. Yes. A lot of people don't a lot of people don't have the self-awareness. Mm -mm. I think Cardi's a marketing genius because she completely understands how she's seen at all times. Mm hmm. Like is she like she plays into that. I'm sure it's all a hyper ver ver version of that, but you don't really see her out of pocket too often in a way that's not going to benefit her image and how people want to root for her. Um, a lot of people can learn from that because we see people get comfortable and then you find out like, oh, everybody was waiting on you to fuck up. We don't really fuck with you anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I fuck with Cardi and I think she also proved so many people wrong because every motherfucker I remember when her first album dropped and so many motherfuckers like this she ain't gonna be around she's a one-hit wonder she was on love flash and in the pan right? before yeah. love and hip-hop no no uh, after love and hip-hop yeah, yeah it was after love and hip-hop they were mm -hmm. like she can't rap she won't be around she did that well it's been years it's, it's been, been literal years yeah she is still the, if it ain't a decade it's been close i would say she is either the top rapper in this game or extremely close to the top rapper the entire time mm -hmm. surpassed Nikki's domination of the game to where Nikki was the only fucking woman rapper that was getting any level of credit. Right. And, um, and also ushered in this new era of rap where it's a lot of collaboration between the, the film C's. Um, so like an extremely well-respected kills all her fucking features. Like it's like, I know dudes will never give her props cause you know, sexism and shit like that is, you know, men always got some shit to say, but she 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 really has been impressive to me because she over exceeded every expectation. And anybody that's shitting on her now is just moving the goalposts more and more to be like, well, she can't do this. Yeah, because you but you said she couldn't even make a, a hit song five years ago. Now now she can't be 
uh, the best rapper of all time. So she somehow she's disappointing us. Yeah, she made two bops with Bruno Mars that were flames, and they literally are uh, not how funny. Are two different genres. Yeah. And for a while, rap has stopped doing that. You know, during our age, but then after a while, everybody's like, "Nope, I'm rap. You want B? Why we cross?" Anytime she on a feature, I, I make sure to check it out. Yes, she's at that level right now. Kendrick's like that for me too. Where, yes. oh, Kendrick's on this. Well, let me check it out. And I and and this uh, no shade to Kendrick. I think she got a higher hit percentage than hit Kendrick with the verses. Like like sometimes I listen to a Kendrick verse on something, and I'm like. Oh, this doesn't really fit the song, but it, but I mean, who's turning down a Kendrick feature? Correct. But I, Cardi, she do the homework. It, she know the assignment. It's gonna sound how it's supposed to sound. So yeah, shout out to Cardi. Um, Idaho cl- hospital closes its maternity ward, citing the state's political climate. A hospital in Idaho is ending labor and delivery services, citing staffing issues and the state's legal and political climate. Jen Jackson Quintano, or Quintano, sorry, Quintano, 43, had planned to give birth at her home in Sandpoint, Idaho, a northern town with a population of just over 9,000 people a few years ago. When she started to experience a complication, she was rushed to Bonner General Health, the only hospital in the area with labor and delivery services. After emergency C-section, she gave birth to a healthy baby girl. I can't imagine how the circumstances might have been different if I had to travel all the way to Cordaline or if I had to go into the emergency room. That's the new reality for pregnant people in her community now. People in this town are feeling the sadness, the shock, and the sense of outrage. Who's going to be serving mothers and their children? And what are we going to see in the way of maternal mortality? In a news release, the hospital's board of directors and senior leadership team said they made every effort to avoid eliminating labor and delivery services. We hope to be the exception, but our challenges are impossible to overcome now. Um, As a result... Now the residents will have to drive at least 46 miles to find the nearest hospital providing prenatal birth and postpartum care. 46! And see, not trying to be funny, people who live in big cities that I would even consider Charlotte like a mid to big city, people who live in like New York, you know, L.A., like like certain cities, they don't understand a lot of times there's a large percentage, even in your state, where they in these little towns where the population is not even ten thousand shit, sometimes not even five thousand. Like these populations are tiny. Yeah. And a lot of times for a lot of these places, they have one hospital to, to and some of them have no hospitals where they have to drive. Like where, where my family is from down in, you know, Waysboro, you let something happen to them, they gotta come up here to Charlotte or Greensboro. Like like you let something like serious, serious happen, they can't even serve the community. And that's very dangerous. Well, one thing I would say is I'm not even sure that it matters or is relevant at all to this if big city people understand that or not. Because what's really happening, in my opinion, is rural city people are voting against their own fucking self-interest yes. in this case. Yes, they are. And now I know, you know, I don't mean that in the they're not interested in the racism and they got tricked into voting Republican. I, mm-hmm. I think the racism is so good to some of these folks that they go, I will vote short term thinking to beat the people that make things easier for black and brown people. I'll do whatever it takes. And it's like, well, you know, you chased that fucking car. You caught it. Now what you going to do with that fucking car you've been chasing, dog? Because you ain't got no hospitals in your area that can do birth uh, delivery and stuff because you have 
criminalized abortion. You've criminalized these emergency life-saving procedures for mothers in a way that makes people that have the option to do this job in another place that is probably le- not just less criminal, but when you're talking about blue states and stuff, probably got a little bit more money, probably got a little bit more opportunity, probably get a little bit more respect. You got people that are like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't want some mom to come in and breach or some shit. We do something to, you know, some some sort of whatever. And then we got to fight Republicans the decide that that's against the law. I'm going to jail. I'm going to trial. I'll just leave. Yeah, this place and and a lot. Not that every mom did this. Right. Obviously not. But the in the in the focus of the state, who votes red in these states? It ain't the big cities. So that's why I say I don't think it really matters if the big cities know how it gets down in the rural places or not. The big cities vote blue. Yeah, it's the do. motherfuckers in this community that decided in my it, it's a slippery slope. They didn't see it coming, unforeseen, blah, blah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's you in your town that decided women won't be giving birth in this town no more. You yeah. made that decision. Right. And like you said, you ran the doctors that were going to do this. They was like, I don't want to deal with the state. I don't want to lose my license. I don't want to get sued. So I am out. So, cause I guarantee you, they probably tried to do everything they could to get them people to stay. And it was like, fuck this and fuck this state. Currently, Idaho has three separate near total abortion bans, one that prohibits abortion after six weeks of pregnancy, one that bans all abortions with the exceptions of rape, incest or the life of the pregnant person, and one that allows family members to sue doctors who they believe provided abortion care in civil court. (gasps) Now, why the fuck would I ever buy? Buy. This state has decided they don't want my services. Right. Yeah. Like, why would I be here then highly respected and talented physicians are leaving the news release says recruiting replacements will be extraordinarily difficult in addition the idaho legislature continues to introduce and pass bills that criminalize physicians for medical care nationally recognized as the standard of care consequence for idaho physicians providing the standard of care may include civil litigation and criminal prosecution leading to jail times or fines here's another thing about this if i'm highly talented and talented i'm i could have been left if I was staying, it was because I believe in what I'm doing. Right. Well, y'all motherfuckers don't. I'm out. Getting a replacement means you probably need to pay them more. Yes. Which many doctors are still, if, they, if they're if they they're good enough at this job, they ain't going to take it. So yeah. you're going to end up with some bootleg-ass doctors. Yes. And, and, and the ones that are like, there's no amount of money that you can offer me that is worth this risk. And all you're doing is putting everybody's life in danger. Because what's going to happen, you're going to get poor to low qualified doctors to just able to do this job you're going to get people not to me funny like because it's a job to them you're going to get people a lot of people that don't care about the patients and they don't care about the health of the community also um these are nationally recognized standards of care and republicans are legislating against them this is insane what is being allowed to happen here I'm not even going to get into the six-week thing because we know that's ridiculous too many people don't even know nope. they're pregnant at that point. It's it's fucking it's it's just an abortion ban essentially. Um, and then when you got the if you go out of state, we want to prosecute you type of things. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a lot of animosity. And my one hope, the only bright side of something like this, and it's a dark bright side because what is happening is so terrible. My only hope is that people now see the consequences, and that they go when it's time to vote. 
I want my rights back. Right. And don't fucking do all this other bullshit, him and Han, and it ain't that important. Bitch, yes, it is. It's very, very important. It is one of the things that, uh, you know, you look at, and my heart goes out to the community because it is probably tens of thousands of millions of people that did not vote for this, did not want this. But they are there, and they cannot afford just a fucking pack up and move like a doctor can they have to stay here in these surroundings and situations like you know what are going to be the statistics but they don't show you the shit what are going to be the statistics and the number of women that have died on their way to the hospital and all this shit because they were not able to get the care in the community that they lived in i want them to break it down by racial lines because a lot of times they do this and white people kill themselves at a higher rate when they do this bullshit and to me all this stuff is related like gender affirming care these same politicians ban that shit um, they don't care about bodily autonomy and freedom and staying out of your bedroom or any of that shit when they're in power. And yet people still vote for them based on those lies. Um, and I just wonder if we'll see a backlash when it's time to vote, because the, it's hard to get the Republican clause off of your legislature. They, they start doing that voter suppression. They start fa- changing rules, passing laws in the middle of the night, Jerry doing underhanded Ridges. shit. Like they did in North Carolina. Yeah, you wake yeah. up the next day and you like, the fuck? I went to sleep. I woke up and y'all voted at fucking 2 a.m. So I really am interested in what's going to happen in Iowa. Um, and then, of course, what is, who's going to ask these Republican politicians about this? Because I saw a quote on Twitter, but I wasn't sure of the um, validity of the quote. So I, I, that's the only reason I'm not covering it right now. But it essentially was something to the effect of, oh, as we didn't foresee this particular complication coming. Yeah. And we're going to have to get back in there and figure out some ways to work with these laws. It's like every fucking body could see this coming. Mm-hmm. You didn't So care. either you're lying now. Or now the shit got so bad, you have to acknowledge it. Like, either you're lying and you like you actually don't care and you're like, fuck it, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to say I do. Or you're like, oh shit, we fucked up. We caught the car. The car is fucking driving off with us. And we're going to lose votes over this. Because one thing Republicans are starting to recognize is that this is a losing issue. Winning this was a losing issue. And in a lot of states where they did go blue or they did see these numbers that that made the races much closer, it's because people kept that same energy about the right to to choose. Yes, and, you know, they started seeing, oh, this is not the shit that we thought it was. It never was. It never mm-hmm. actually was. You just pushed it out there and people voted for you because for a lot of people, they believed in it until the shit started directly impacting them. Now they didn't believe in it no more, you know. And so for a lot of people uh, across the board, they're like, hey, I want the rights to do whatever the fuck I want to with my body, even though I might vote that I don't. I actually do. Yeah. Uh, And I think, honestly, like, this is what's wrong with people voting from a place of, like, spite for other people. Because they're so focused on, like, what does this mean I get to say and do to other people? How can I hurt these people? And it's just fucking stupid because at the end of the day, you're hurting yourself. And it seems like they don't even recognize how much they're hurting themselves until it's too late. Uh, Another thing that happened, um, so Republicans are trying to impeach Joe Biden literally just because Donald Trump got impeached twice. Wasting tax they really don't money. have any fucking evidence. They don't have anything um, backing this up. Because they're not trying to run the govern the country. Right. They, right. They're just, this is like a thing. It's, it's spite. It's, once again, it's a spite thing. Um, 
But I thought this was interesting because um, there was a, a Republican representative mm-hmm. who got asked how the Department of Justice could have interfered politically to help President Biden before he was president because part of their evidence was, you know, uh, evidence in quotes, everybody, or part of their accusations, that's better than evidence. Part of their accusation was like, oh, Joe Biden, the Department of Justice is helping Joe Biden and and this reporter just kept asking follow-up questions and, oh my God, this clip will make you orgasm. Can you explain the timing then of the August 6th WhatsApp message? Why? Whoever put the Benny Hill music under this. That's hilarious. I still prefer Curb, but thank you. Can you explain the timing then of the August 6th WhatsApp message? Why is that evidence of some wrongdoing? I'm not an expert on the timeline. I would love to have um, President Biden and his family to tell us about all the timelines. But if he's not the president or the vice president at that time, where where's the wrongdoing? He wasn't even a candidate for president at that time. He was a candidate. In, uh, on, in August 6th of so 2017? Apparently, what source are you with? I'm with NBC. So apparently you'll never believe us. I'm not saying uh, I don't believe you. I'm asking you. That's, they, they love going to that rather than, because that's how they treat their news. Their news is very much like, we don't want to believe it, so it's not true. NBC is asking, hey, clarify your facts. You gave us this evidence. Yeah, this is what you it. told us. It did. You act yeah. like we crazy for going, well, these statements are not true. We're saying explain the evidence, and you're saying, uh, actually, I, you're, you just will never believe us. No, I will be willing to believe you if this shit made sense. NBC. So apparently you'll never believe us. I'm not uh, saying I don't believe you. I'm asking you for, I'm asking you a very direct question. You presented a piece of evidence that you say came on August 6, 2017, that demonstrates that Joe Biden was using political influence to help his son. If he wasn't a political figure at that time, the first WhatsApp message you put up, how does that demonstrate that there's some sort of political influence being put over him if at that time he is not a political, he's not an elected official? I'm definitely not going to pinpoint one item. I think we've outlined... You presented it. You're, it was your first thing that you brought up. So apparently you don't agree with it. So we're- it's not- you don't agree with it. You don't agree. No, we talking about facts. You, These are the words. You put a date out of your mouth, and I'm saying based off of the date that you probably just gave this man three seconds ago, Right. he is like, the date you said, these are not true, but you telling me that what you're showing me are facts. Are they really facts? Are you bullshitting me? How is this related? How is this evidence? Like, because I don't want to be accountable for shit. How does this fit your narrative? It's just like you apparently just don't want to believe me that you just a hater. First thing that you brought up. So apparently you don't agree with it. So it's not that I don't agree with it. I'm asking you to explain it. I'll take the next question. Right. I'm asking you to explain it. And this is a lot of the bullshit with them. Anytime you go explain yourself, you get all types of excuses. You get everything but the reality of what's happening because they a lot of that shit is not based in reality. Yeah, this is such a farcical thing what's happening with the GLP and impeachment. Um, and it's sad because, like, it's, it's funny, obviously, to us, but it's also sad because, like, there are people that empower these folks to be in positions to make decisions for the government. You know, we just got 45 days extension of the fucking budget That's for the United States um, with no funding for Ukraine in it. And 
and it was a shit show the whole time. It's a joke. These people are not serious about governing this country. And there's half of this country that's so spiteful. They keep sending these people to office to hurt people that they don't like. Uh, but in other let's laugh at Republicans news, um, Fox News tried to do a segment on crime in Democrat cities mm-hmm. in Seattle and ended up getting roasted by the most adorable looking white lady I've ever seen. Jesse sent Johnny to the progressive hellscape where residents mocked the idea that the city is spiraling out of control. And this is uh, like it looks like a tent city situation happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you see that in cities, is uh, people, of course, associate it's Seattle. So people associated with like liberal Democrats letting crime be out of control. So they said, let's go talk to some citizens. I've never seen any crime in Seattle. I've never seen any of it. I've seen fun and laughter and laughter and fun. I don't believe that number. People, they're, you know, getting robbed out here, carjacked. I've never heard of anyone getting robbed. Crime is a social issue that could be solved by giving people their basic needs. It's not a thing that happens. And this, this should tell you about the tenor of Fox News. The things that I'm hearing these people say are not outlandish nope. to me. I would imagine if you have a diet of Fox News in your brain... This is their The Daily Show, gotcha. We're talking to Trump voters, guys, gotcha. They're like, what? If you gave people their basic needs, they wouldn't do crime. Like, to them, they're laughing. To me, I'm like, sounds reasonable. Yeah, I'm like, like, you and I here talk to everyday citizens, and they're like, "Uh, I I live here, you don't. And we're not seeing this bullshit that you're making Keep in mind, they didn't want to talk to, like, unhoused people and shit. They didn't want to go, like, talk to the people in the town. So they were hoping to find people that lived in the city who were not in those same dire straits and be like, don't you hate that these people are here secretly? Like, fuck them. Yeah, and then like, they were like, no, it's not that bad. They was like, no, we actually need to give them help. I'm, yeah. I'm actually, I actually wish, you know, they would give them these people help so they wouldn't be out here laying in the street. Happens just on the street. People don't just come up and try to rob people on the street. Do you walk around every day? Like, someone's going to rob me every second? Seattle. She just called they, him a bitch. They do. <laughs> I know, but she just called him a bitch. Mm-hmm. Do you walk around every day like someone's going to rob me? Because I walk around and I'm fine. And I'm, I mean, unless you like a bitch on the street do you walk around every day like someone's gonna rob me every second seattle decriminalized drug use and then they criminalized it again oh my god who are you getting these facts from you're from new york apparently you're listening to the wrong people i saw a lot of people shooting up on my way down here oh did you okay and they were bothering you i was in a car but you know people oh oh, no you're in a car oh no (laughs) oh no she came with the jokes oh no right she was like uh are they bothering you did they run up on you did they rob you and attack you i was in my car she was like you was in your car okay also it's fox news i don't believe them because and this is why i said i don't don't, believe mm -mm. they would have shown the footage yes if they had they don't have the journalistic integrity to be like you know what that's uncouth we need to go ahead and not put that on the air. People are doing drugs and they're in the throes of addiction. They would absolutely be like, well, keep the camera rolling. Let's get a bunch of B footage of people doing drugs. Yeah, that's not true. You making shit up and you thought you was going to get your fan base out there. They're like, yeah, yeah, yes, I do. And then people's like, nobody. Right. When you have a, this is also what happens when you have a, a, a news and quotes channel where you don't need facts. You don't need facts. Like they're, they're like, we don't need facts. So. We just gonna say shit, and people will watch it and be like, "Yep, that I want it to be true, so it is." Um, and then I have one more laughing at Republicans in this segment. Okay, that's right, y'all. We're a biased podcast. We picked a side. 
not the Republican side. Let me pick the side. Um, so this is Representative uh, Jasmine Crockett. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, they're talking about the impeachment inquiry, that hearing that was happening. And, you know, obviously they want to uh, impeach Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And the irony is palpable when you're defending Donald Trump and his children. But you want to impeach Joe Biden over Hunter Biden. But y'all think everything with Trump is off limits and nothing to see here. A fucking insurrection happened. The the, the documents case, the 90-something indictments, nothing to see here, political witch hunt. Joe Biden's son lied on the application about being a, a drug user and having a gun. And that though, that that's the one we need to stop everything. Get rid of the president. Okay. President of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. <laughs> Cause you remember he had the mm-hmm, piled up in the bathroom. In the bathroom nigga. The documents. Yes. First of all, I love black women. I love our sisters. Um, like uh the same thing with that representative for the Virgin Islands. Like we talk about keeping that same energy. That's why I'm not with the Bakari sellers of the world that keep trying to find some type of loophole in the black uh electorate with like black men aren't getting what we need out of this. Cause I'm like, one, we had eight years of Barack Obama and I don't know what you, it's like y'all didn't like that shit either, right? Y'all right. had complaints about he wasn't doing enough. Um, I never feel Unrepresented, unrepresented by these sisters that be taking these motherfuckers to try to task. Yeah, I still about our community. I'm still in love with Kamala Harris because of the way she was on they ass every day. Yes, she was before she was vice president. Like they, uh, yeah, no people try to bring shit. up other shit. I don't care. Not not that it didn't. A lot of it's not true, but also I don't care, dog. She had me hook, line, and sinker when she was on they ass. Like no. I'm not gonna let y'all play in my face. And uh, yeah, now now I got a new crush. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets, seven counts related to obstructing the investigation, three false statements, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, falsifying business records, conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings, one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements, eight counts related to soliciting and I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now but I will tell you what the president has been guilty of he has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child until they find some evidence we need to get back to the people's work which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States and I will yield. Oh, yes, I don't blame her. Yes. And, and wish and I 100% agree what she said. It was like, dog, y'all not coming with nothing. Y'all wasting taxpayers money. The fuck is this? Yes. Oh my god. 
Representative Jasmine Crockett. Yes, the people's work. Yes, like they didn't vote us up in here for this bullshit. Right. Like, and this this is at the time when they weren't, they didn't have an agreement to keep the government funded. Mm-hmm. They Y'all, did it at like the 11th hour because it was supposed to expire last night at midnight. And they had 90 Republicans vote against the shit. Still. Like, if it wasn't for a Democrat saving this fucking country and, and, and not, because Democrats could have also been like, you know what, fuck it, y'all fix it. And then the government would have shut down and everybody would have blamed Democrats because that's how our side works. We're not, not we're not thorough like them. More, we would have yeah. we would have absolutely bought the hook line sinker. We would have accepted the Republican narrative that it was Democrats' fault. This is the other thing I will say, because you don't hear this enough. And maybe it's because I don't listen to these other sources. But where are the Republican jail covans? Now I know what you're thinking. Isn't JL Covan a Republican jail covan? No. I would say <laughs> no. I would say he's he's fairly liberal, if not moderate at worst, right? Um, where are the Republican jail covans who are like, man, I hate her and I don't like her politics, but I would love to have sex with AOC. Are those, do those people exist or are they just always mm-hmm. keeping that same energy or do we just understand from the subtext of how much they hate women that they want to fuck them all? Like, is that what we're supposed to understand? Cause you never really hear it the other it's, way. It's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yes. Yeah. You just never hear here enough there he that wasn't the only democrat to go off on their ass or to make fun of them because i mean this is a layup uh this is um uh moskowitz uh talking about uh seconds to mr moskowitz it's your lucky day you get five minutes and 20 seconds i don't know why it froze god damn it son of a bitch i guess move it back i'm trying oh maybe if we just watch it on Twitter. Right. Let's see. It does seconds to Mr. Moskowitz. It's your lucky day. You get five minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think it's your lucky day. What a day we are having here, isn't it? Right. I mean, listen, I, as a former director of emergency management, I know a disaster when I see one. I mean, by the way, you don't don't you don't believe me. Just just ask Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon, your guy just went on and said, you know, perhaps... Whose guy is Steve Bannon? Yeah, well, you, you know who Steve Bannon is. Uh, perhaps Steve Bannon just went on and said, perhaps the Republicans shouldn't have started with a witness. He was talking about Professor Turley, who was going to say right off the bat that there wasn't an impeachable offense. He's, he, I quote, he says, perhaps we should have put him on the maybe list for one of our witnesses. Mm. So your other witness, Ms. O'Connor, gave a complete recitation of the last nine months, eight months of these hearings, she went through some of the greatest hits that have come out, right? Everything that has been presented, you know, both in these committees that we've been having, on TV, all of the evidence that you guys have been presenting over the last eight months, all of that together. And what does Professor Turley say? It says everything we know at this juncture doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. Boy, that is awkward. I, I mean, I, look, I, it's like political impeachment malpractice. But look. Come on. <laughs> I, I love that they're using their witnesses against them. Like, you brought these motherfuckers up here, not us. Come on. Political impeachment malpractice. Shit is dumb. Right. I didn't ask. Um, he also put together graphics. Okay. Let me go back on here and look at this again. Um see what graphics he was using but look let's let's go back at some of the previous comments that 
my colleagues have given. So the chairman and oh, I was- also do you notice on his left he has a laptop that is saying basically the countdown to the Republican shutdown. That this is the savviness and messaging that people don't give Democrats credit for for doing, but mm-hmm. that's some savvy ass messaging. Like every second we're in here, you're about to shut the government down. You could be working to stop that. Right. But y'all want to do this bullshit with this impeachment. Slide. The chairman goes on Hannity. Right. You guys all know Sean. You 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 appear with him on Fox News all the time. Right. And Hannity asks a softball question. Right. This is a total softball. Do you believe that this is now officially the Joe Biden bribery allegation? And do you believe you will be able to prove it? The chairman should have just said yes. But nope. He says hope so because he doesn't have any evidence. Couldn't say yes. Right. Next slide, please. Then we have then we have Senator Grassley. Grassley says what we all know out loud. We aren't interested in whether or not the accusations against Vice President Biden are accurate. Chuck, we know. We know you're not interested in in the truth. Next slide, please. And then Donald Trump, you know, he's giving it all away. We know he doesn't. He likes to show his cards. He says, I think had they not done it to me, perhaps you wouldn't have it being done to them. And this is going to happen with indictments, too. So, you know, Donald Trump, the tough guy, right? He, what is he saying? He's teaching the lesson we all teach our kids, right? If they do it to you, go do it back. Mm, yeah. I, yeah, that's all it is. He's just wasting time. Yeah, and you can tell Democrats have had a lot of practice with these hearings over the last couple of years because of um, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they done got real good. They, they done, done got, got props and yeah, shit. They done got good. Yeah, so we're not going to bore you to death now. Come on now. We got to do some visuals. Yeah, but I, I'm like I said, I love the energy. I love the fight. This feels like representation for me. I don't think these moments get enough recognition, which is why I'm playing them on the show for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because more than likely, unless you're just on social media the way we are, y'all haven't even heard this shit because it's not really being covered that much. Nope. Um, and next time someone tells you Democrats are bad at messaging, Democrats don't fight back, they're pussies, they soft, they whatever, remember these moments because I, I disagree. You know, I disagree. I think I think they are fighting back. I think I do feel represented. I think they are uh, saying the things that I want to hear from them uh, that make me feel like I'm being represented and I want to vote for them. Um, this is what I voted for. This is at these moments right here because they're saying the same shit that I'm saying when I want to see people brought to task. Right. You know, and I don't think uh, too many people got weak complaints that are uninformed. Very few people seem to be having like um, actual like informed discussions based on things that are actually happening. And uh, that's what that's that this to me is that. So. Um, All right. Uh, That was fun. Uh, (laughs) It was just some good content for shitting on Republicans. I'm always game. I'm always always down. Okay, you don't you don't got to ask me twice. Uh, I was here at the, at the hey they they firing the Republicans up. I said, oh hold up, let's go and play them clips. <laughs> the greatest hit. Send me them. Send me them. Uh, all right, let's do some uh, fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. All right, fucking with black people time. Let's do it. Um, t- today's contestants, everybody, 
Cause they start, they stay fucking with us. Y'all knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mona Scott Young. Okay. You know her? Yes, love and hip hop woman. Yeah, the love and hip hop woman. <laughs> she did a recent interview with Angela Yee. Um, and she got pretty candid about a few things. Okay. Notably that incident between Spice and Erica Mena. Erica Mena is the woman that was calling Spice a monkey and all kinds of racist stuff um, because they got into a, a verbal altercation and she went to like a racial place and, you know, people were debating this shit all, all over the Twitter because colorism fucks everybody up. It's just people's brains go out the window it doesn't matter if it's staring you right in the fucking face right. it's like well I, I mean now what's colorist about calling a dark-skinned woman a monkey and here's 27 clips of other people pissing off and she never brought up any of that stuff but okay um <laughs> but what mona scott young did i think is because i when i when we discussed this i just kind of took it to one level higher then the what I saw is the majority of the analysis, which is whether or not what she said was colorist. Yes, it was. Whether or not what she said was wrong. Yes, it was. And I took it to, hey, are we going to talk about how the mach- the problematic machine? Yes, which is, and by which I mean like like I'm saying that like a bubblegum machine. You put a quarter in a bubblegum machine. What's supposed to come out? Bubblegum. Yeah. Problematic machine. You put a quarter in the problematic machine problematic shit supposed to come out that's all love and hip-hop is it is a we are making things we're trying to make fucked up content people are upset that the fucked up content hit them today or it went too far yes, this time because it's consistently out there but i'm like this is literally what they want to happen because in order for this to happen just knowing what i know about work on tv show it's got to go through so many hands before you see it on your TV screen. Yes, sir. This was filmed weeks, if not months ago. This is this ain't live to tape. They do this shit. They edit this shit. They chop this shit up, and they decide you at home, the viewer, will be mostly okay with it. Like, you might object to it or be upset by it, but you won't be like, I'm going to stop watching. Right. You won't stop fucking with this programming. And so Mona Scott now is doing this interview, and she says... Um, essentially i'm not day-to-day on the franchise anymore i'm making movies now love and murder atlanta playboy i'm doing scripted making movies expanding you know creating a platform creating an opportunity right put it in the hands of folks shout out to Lashawn brown and antoinette media and donald ed donna donna edge rochelle there's a team you know of black women doing this show and so what i'm saying is this is passing the buck yeah, you're trying to divert your responsibility onto other people. But even with that, they still need to be held accountable for their actions, too. Yeah, and when it gets, when the shows are doing well and you're getting credit for it, you will take the credit. Full credit, too. Right, but, but you know, it kind of reminds me of what happened with Lena Waithe where she was like, I oversee every minutia, detail. And then when they were like, uh, and I would never allow anything like this happen on my set. And then it's like, well, on the set of the shot, there's some problematic shit happening with this actor. Uh-huh. Hey, I don't even be over there like that. I Honestly, I moved on. It's been a long time since I've been. And it's like, of course, no one wants to own this, you know? And, and of course, no one wants to say the truth. Yeah, we, we thought it would be good on TV. Y'all got mad about it and shared it and probably tuned in to see what will happen next. Right. We actually don't give a fuck that y'all think it's colorist. We don't give a fuck that y'all got offended by it. We're not trying to make a safe space for black people with our content. We pretend to. We put them little fucking notifications yes, just, up at the beginning of the episode like, or at the end matter. of the episode like, 
Here's a here, this whole episode is gonna be about a black man terrorizing a black woman, and then we end it with if you know anybody in an abusive situation, call this hotline. And that, that's as far as we've thought it out because we don't need to think it out. Mm-mm. We just want the clicks. And so I'm I'm a little I'm not surprised she said this, but it's, it fucks with me a little bit because the you know it no one's gonna own this. It's essentially they're gonna make Erica Mena own it. But but no one else is gonna own that. This is what the show traffics in all the time. Yeah, and it's also one of those things with her quote unquote suspension. It's like a ball player, mm-hmm. you know, and it definitely don't mean forever, and it definitely can mean I can change my mind tomorrow. Like a lot of people don't really understand what indefinitely means, and so it's just one of those things to where uh, she could be back next season, a few seasons from now. She'll come right back, and because just internet and people have such short-term memories, it'll be like she never said it until something happens to re-bring it up again. That is such a great point. Yes, that's the analogy perfectly. It's like football. It's like when a when a player hits another player in a way that makes that player get grievously harmed. Mm-hmm. What does the NFL do? They don't say, like – fuck, man, we really got to change the way the game is played. No, they say, uh, he's suspended, flag on the play. The other guy's spine is broke, but uh, we'll get another guy to take his spot. But the point is, hey, you knew what you were doing. You watched football. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin died on the fucking field. He'll be playing again this weekend or whatever. It's just uh, the point is to make you feel like something was done. Nothing was done. Um, this could easily happen again with another person. So, yeah, I, that's a great point. Uh, zero to 100. This actually fucks with me. Mm. I'm going to give it a 50 because I'm fucked with it a little bit, but I'm only giving it a 50. Not trying to be funny because Love and Hip Hop have been around so long and I just don't give a fuck about the franchise. Of the series. There's not wrong with people to watch the show, but it's not something that, that I'm invested in like that. So for me, the 50 is because mm, it's Love and Hip Hop. You know, okay, okay, y'all got mad about this, but then next week when, you know, something else happens because it wasn't your cup of tea, you go back to, to to the same thing of not caring anymore. And like I said, I am not an exception to the rule. I, You know, nobody is quote-unquote above this. But right. I'm just talking about this in this particular situation where people fake this outrage when next week or the next week or whatever happened, y'all want to be talking about this anymore. Yeah, for me, um, I give it like a 25, mostly because um, I – I wanted to I wanted to point out that I brought this up at the time. And it's this is what they want to manufacture and no one's going to own this. They're happy making Erica Mena the bad guy and everything else was just we we don't know how the shit got on your TV. They don't give a fuck about you. It'll happen again. Yep. What was that again? Oh yeah. Rob was right. Right was right. Appeals court pauses Atlanta venture capitalist fund grant for black women. Why? The same conservative group that sued the um, about the farmers, the black, the Biden administration mm-hmm. giving money to black farmers. Uh, they are now alleging discrimination uh, by uh, for helping black female founders. Uh, they're suing the Fearless Fund. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna go, go ahead and get this one of motherfucking Jakaris. I know you're mm. gonna finish the story for okay. me. But uh shit like this make me mad because white people don't understand racism. They never you know, just as a collective. So they really don't understand everything that goes behind it. So any quote unquote infraction or anything that makes them feel uncomfortable racially instead of them actually analyzing it because they've never had to, because a lot of times in this country you've never been a minority. So you never really had to analyze what it's like to be an other. You go, is this racism? And then for this is all this is racism, but if it's on the other side, no racism to see here. They believe in reverse racism, but yes, not which racism. Is, which is not a fucking thing. They can tell you what isn't racism, but they can never tell you what is unless it's about white people. Right. Um, so the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta on Saturday ordered Atlanta-based venture capital firm Fearless Fund to pause grant applications supporting black female founders while a lawsuit alleging racial discrimination works its way through court. The ruling is the first legal win for the nonprofit America Alliance for Equal Rights. It never is about what they name it. Mm-mm. It is always the opposite of what they name it. It is always the opposite. Um, a conservative group started by Edward Blum, a key activist in the successful challenge of affirmative action in college admissions. The alliance sued Fearless in early August, alleging their $20,000 small business grant program was racially discriminatory because it was only for black women. $20,000, not even a lot of money. Right! The grant application was supposed to close on Saturday, September 30th, but now must remain open until further order of the court. No grant winner can be decided yet. On Tuesday, the Alliance and Fearless met in federal court for the first time, where lawyers for the Alliance asked the U.S. District Court Judge Thomas Thrash Jr. to bar Fearless from enforcing the racial eligibility criteria for the grants. But Thrash denied the motion saying the program sends a message that Fearless wants to support black women business owners and that message is protected free speech. In his written op- opinion, Thrash said the alliance failed to carry its burden to clearly show a likelihood of success on the merits and irreparable harm. Later Tuesday, the alliance filed an emergency mer- motion with the 11th Circuit. And I, I'm a person that, I'm of the belief that they intend to do lawsuits like this to get in front of this supreme court yes they do and if they can get it in front of this supreme court they can win on the merits of we're republicans and we have the power because they're not going to win on the merits of the argument but if they can just get to a hey we're republican we're the ones in charge and don't matter if it makes sense or not doesn't matter if it conflicts with an earlier ruling we made doesn't matter if it's against precedent we want certain things and we're just going to take what we want. Um, later, so yeah, two judges sidelined the alliance saying the plaintiffs have established an irreparable injury, uh, calling the grant program racially exclusionary. Um, uh, we respectfully disagree. Oh, so then one person dissented and they got their dissent in there. Um, so I give it to cars as well. Yeah, yeah, and also the biggest reason why I give this is to Jakar is because, yeah, the whole point is to push it to the Supreme Court. And so people need to really, really pay this close attention because now they're going to, quote-unquote, use the, quote-unquote, race card against us. That's the whole purpose. So what's going to happen, if this gets to the Supreme Court, if this Supreme Court say that you can't do this, what's going to happen, a lot of shit that's like black, Native American, women, 
Uh, they're going to start pouring that motherfucking shit out, and they're going to say every, now everything got to include everybody, regardless of if these people were even going to ask for and or qualify for it. So if you get something and you don't have at least one person of something, another group in there, they're they going to come and fucking sue you. And like, well, no white person wanted this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to change black off the name. Like, so you know this is, what we're doing is a black thing. You know, so it's, it's, is fuck the privilege is 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 it it just makes me really really angry and people need to pay attention because if they fucking vote against this it's gonna be so much shit that people aren't gonna be able to get aren't gonna be able to qualify for it's gonna affect people when they when they do for grants and 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 just period it's gonna affect people when they apply for scholarships it's just gonna affect you when you get loans now all of a sudden when the banks are like oh this is latino none of that you can't do none of that no more and all that's gonna happen is it's gonna impact particularly the poor which is a lot of black and brown people all of a sudden we're not gonna have access to things we're not gonna be able to do things we're not gonna be able to qualify for things you know uh when not gonna get certain loans for businesses and shit like that because all of a sudden motherfucking race don't goddamn matter yeah for me this is just a start um the affirmative action was the first one this is the their attempt at a second blow um and so obviously the cars but what it made me think about is this there's no rule where we need to be overt with what we're doing this is something the Obamas did not, the Obama administration deserved more credit for playing checkers with this shit. I mean, playing chess with when these people play checkers, right? And I know this goes against some conventional black wisdom, but it's something that I noticed with the Obamas that I always supported. They don't have to call something black. You have to be a little bit smarter, a little less surface level. Look at the results of their programs. Look at the results of their initiatives. Who is being helped the most? And then you go look at those numbers and you're like, this seems to be mostly black people. Huh. Like, oh, you know who's disproportionately affected by health care? Black people. Brown people. Oh, that my brother's keeper program? We don't have to call it the blacks only program. You just look around. Who's getting helped by it? You know, some of these business initiatives... You know, and there's still people that, like, complain and talk down on them for not calling the programs or being so overtly like, it's only for blacks or this is the black business initiative. You just look around and you go, oh, black, mostly black people help. Commuting sentences where Obama's like the the number one or number two ever, whose sentences are getting overturned? They didn't call it, we're, we're only doing black people. But you start looking around, it's like, well, who was the most likely to have been over sentenced for drug possession in America? It's black people, but they never, they don't come out and say those things. And a lot of people thought it was a racial cowardice. And look, I can't prove that it's not. If you feel that way, you feel that way. But I would take it to the next step and say, I don't find it to be a racial cowardice. I found it to be check chess. I found it to be like, yeah, because if we, the second we say we're tr- doing this to benefit black people being out of jail, that's when the court's pop up that's when the lawsuits pop up that's when they're trying to prove racial discrimination so i say all that to say if you don't call and the biden administration caught on to this too by the way they they haven't stopped giving black farmers money they just stopped calling it to give black farmers money program they're like okay that one's caught up in 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 the law you're right y'all right y'all right we're gonna take that out of our qualification we're not gonna say give it to black people we're gonna give it to black people 
We're just not going to say this is for black people only. We're not going to, we're not saying that. I wonder if that should be a thing that, and obviously I'm not a leader of the black community. I can't decide this for other people, but I think people that are listening that, that do things to support black and brown people. If you want to support black women in your work, what if we stop saying it and just do it? There's nothing to sue. And the reason I know there's nothing to sue is because that's how the fuck white people do it. Yeah, they do. 70% of the venture capital funds go to white men right now. You can't, no one's suing them. No one's suing the other venture capitalist funds to go, hey, why the fuck are white men getting all the money? Why is this shit going to, to mostly the same demographic of people? We just go, that's just the way it is, y'all. Those are the people that they felt merited the money. They thought these people were the best people to give the money to, pay, to, to whatever. And that's talk, and we're talking billions of dollars. There. Not no 20000 We're talking literal billions of dollars sometimes for these people to start up their companies. We look around and we look at who runs Twitter, Facebook, all this other shit. And we don't, where they get their venture capital from? Where they get their startup money from? We don't, we don't question it because it's just status quo. And then, and that, and that fund wasn't called the, you know, helping out the bros, the white bros fund. It was just, you know, hey, we're just angel investors or whatever the fuck. And it turns out we angel invest in whites only. Less than 1% of people that get venture capitalist funds are black women. Less than 1%. And that's the people that's getting sued. Why? Because we overtly want to state that we're helping people. And somebody told me, uh, my man Ron from PLC Culture, shout out to Ron, cool dude. He said, well, if we don't say it, then black people won't know to like try to get these grants. And, and, and so the people we want to help might not find out. How do white people find out? People tell them word of mouth. How they find out? I feel like we can, we can make the, get the word out. I'll tell you what, a lot of it could be just marketing and messaging. Mm-hmm. Hey, we are the Fearless Found Foundation Fund. Every fucking marketing ad picture, number black women in it. Every, every fucking thing you see, black women in it. Did we say black women only? No, we didn't say that. Everybody can apply. Go ahead and sing your little shit in and throw it right in the trash, Becky. But it's open to everybody. Ain't nothing to sue. Oops, coincidentally, 100% of the people that got these funds, black women. It's crazy to me too. What a fucking world. If we're gonna be suing people for coincidences, let's coincidentally sue these white folks then. Oh, that's not gonna happen? That's no one that that's not a non-starter? Then stay the fuck out of our black money. Cause we just we're trying to do the shit that y'all told us to do. Mm-hmm. Why don't y'all help your own community? Cool. Bitch, why where my part of the money? <laughs> like, what? Because they, they don't want to share the pie, split the pie. They want the whole pie. And that's they want our want. pie. Yes, they want everything. This is fucking bombing uh, the, you know, the Black Wall Street shit. This is what that is. You know, this is, you know, I, I, not to get too deep into it, but when people shit on the whole black capitalism thing, blah, 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 I get it. All capitalism bad. It's all equal to you. You have no nuance. But for me, I, I do have nuance, and it's mm-hmm. not all bad Mm-mm. because we ain't never got to have it. <laughs> Not long enough. We've never had that version of community. To be honest, we've never had the community economics that people claim they want either because they fucking our communities up. Yes, they are. When we just making money and contributing to each other, because, you know, I'm joking, call it black capitalism, but technically it's just a black 
economic system. Mm-hmm. An insular system of black people coexisting with other black people in whatever form that takes. Not it's not this billionaire like I'm trying to own, I own the means of production. And I'm trying to like d- dominate the working class. A lot of times it don't even look like that for us. Mm-mm. People when our people get rich, rich it's not normally that kind of like exploitative rich. Mm-mm. You know we try to frame it that way because we've been so conditioned by white supremacy and whiteness to look for the evil in everybody and everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of cases, like I don't see Beyonce's capitalism the same way I see a uh, uh, the guy that owns Jeff Bezos' capitalism. To me, oh, they're no. different. Yes, they are. One of these motherfuckers is actually talented, by the way, and does labor for themselves that no one else can do. But anyway, um, my point being, like. We've never even gotten to have an uninterrupted version of just black people existing and helping each other out. The no. thing they say, that's what we need to do. Stop looking for a handout. Stop doing this. Okay, cool. We'll help our own community. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We suing, motherfucker. What the fuck you think you doing? We need that money. Right, because at the end of the day, it's not really about you helping your own community. It's like you do bad and then we blame you for doing bad and we don't want to take any accountability and no responsibility in what hand we may have played in to put you in this situation. And then we're going to turn around and tell you, stop being broke. Well, and I we can't, can't be broke. You know, I can't get out of it. But well, I was going to say, we can't leave it up to y'all. No, we cannot. Because we've seen the fruits of your efforts. If we let you decide on your merit base, whatever the fuck you think you're doing, somehow... Less than 1% of the people that get money are black women. Less than 1% of the people. So of all the people in America, Did apply? black women yeah. completely are not on your radar. So we go, we should do something for black women. It's just 20000 Right. It's a drop in a bucket compared to the billions they be exchanging. These pieces of shit. It's just. Yeah. Uh, they, they just want to erase the group effort they want to erase the people they're like i'm going to blatantly say black i'm gonna blatantly say native american or indigenous people you know have, have, have whatever words you choose it goes all the way back to these motherfuckers wouldn't vote for hillary clinton yes it does it goes all the way back to that shit because the reason they have stepped on the fucking gas pedal is specifically because of this supreme court which would not have come to pass if people would have got off their fucking asses and stopped being assholes and just went ahead and voted for that woman Right. We would not be here literally. Mm-mm. And so stuff like this does connect back to me to that for me. And uh, it still pisses me off, uh, which is why this shit gets at your cars. But I'm just floating the idea. What if we just stop saying that's who it was for? And we just did it. Just, oh, uh, y'all sue us then. You won't find a word in here telling us only black people can have it. We won't put nothing on paper. I'll, every fucking meeting will be... No notes off the records. Come in this room. Let me talk to you for a second in the closet. Hey, girl, we only giving this to black women. Shh. Shh. I will testify in court that I lied and didn't say this to you. Understand? But you bring in another one of these white women's application, you fired. So just between us. Uh, oh, also, I noticed that uh, we had several white applicants for jobs today. You can go ahead and throw that in the trash. They're not, they not going to get it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because that's what they do. That's is 100% <laughs> what they do. That's what they do. They don't, they, 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 they going to put them in the consideration file. They don't put no niggas in writing. They would never do no dumb shit like that. This, they have hundreds of years of practice of being racist. And we have hundreds of years of practice of being racist against. Well, let's put it to fucking use, guys. That's my, that is my TED Talk. All right. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's move on. Let's do some guest arrangements. It's time for us to be uh, Somebody said, yeah, uh, uh, they talk about how you had uh, one, you know, one Negro in there. I said, yeah, they have one, Becky. It's reversed. They'll just have well, one. Well, listen, we'll hire one white woman. It'd be Rachel Dolezal. No, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. That's the only. Ah, so that's the only one we can let in the room. We only let. We only let. We let only white people we letting in go be white people more militant than us. Oh, child, super militant. Tim Wise and shit. Where they be like, I just don't understand why we even ordered out anything but black owned business food. Why are we eating lunch and it's not a black owned business? Oh, no, I'm like, coming in, but is this like, black calm, owned? Uh, calm, this, calm down, Tim Wise. It's Popeyes. This tastes something, Pepper Chase. I don't want this. Who made this chicken? Everybody like Popeyes, Jane Elliott. Calm down. I know it'll be so serious, so serious. All right, now guess the race. It's time to 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 guess the race. June says, sadly, there'll be one Negro that tell, and that's the point. That's why we don't put it in writing. Mm-mm. What is there to tell, June? How you gonna tell something? What's the evidence? Oh, Rob pulled me to the side, put me in the closet and said, hey, no whites allowed. And they'd be like, Rod, did you say that? Hell no. I did not tell you. Show me the email I wrote. Show me the transcript to the phone call because I ain't do it. Now, but I'm, here, you can check my phone right here. My, right. my work phone and my regular phone. Go we ahead not, and look. We not making no phone calls. We ain't taking no notes in no business meetings. We ain't emailing it. We not texting it. It's all word of mouth. The way the white man has done it for so long. Okay? Learn from the best. Because you, know, you know what? When they get caught, it's because somebody fucked around and put it in writing. How you going to catch me? They fucking secretly record me. That wasn't me. It sounded like you. It was. I don't know where she got that. They got, oh, you know all the things they could do with artificial intelligence and voices these days? Don't, it might be doctor. I don't know who that person is. I'm, psh, huh, huh. You're not going to, 400 years of racism in this country. Y'all think y'all going to catch me because cause one nigga is snitching? Please. I will Harry Tubman these niggas. Um, ah! uh, <laughs> let's go to guess the race. Um, how about the, which one? A woman hit the wrong man with a burrito. Oh shit! This the wasting food. This be killing me. A burrito. Was it a good burrito? Did it have some refried beans on it? About to find out. A burrito thrown by a woman at a Florida restaurant missed its intended target instead of hitting a male victim in the face. <laughs> I, when it said she hit the wrong man with a burrito, I was like, "Cause he whooped her ass." Or was like, "Oh, you mean the?" It wasn't like she hit the wrong one. She <laughs> meant to hit someone else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Investigators called Wednesday evening into Rick's Reef, a St. Pete eatery, due to a female subject yelling at customers. Oh, uh, they had to get the food police. Mm-hmm. And this is the right way you use female people. A uh, woman in question was Sarah Ann Cochera, 46, who lives with her boyfriend at his condo down Golf Boulevard, which is down the street from Rick's. Uh, a witness told police that Cochera was in a verbal dispute with a man not identified in the arrest affidavit. She threw a burrito at the subject, but the airborne burrito did not strike the man <laughs> with whom Cochera quarreled. Instead, it hit the victim in the face. The affidavit does not indicate whether the victim was injured by the burrito. <laughs> Take it down by that sour cream. Well, depending on how spicy it is, you know. 
If it's just like some salsa on it, it's just some mild, it's like, okay, I'll be all right. Yeah, I got some guacamole, something like that. Cochera departed the restaurant before cops arrived, but she remained nearby and was not cooperative with deputies. How far did she go? Across the street? Right. She went, <laughs> First of all, she don't live far from there. Second of all, it don't sound like she was really trying to escape. Uh, she was charged with disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor, booked in county jail. Uh, she bonded out after posting $250 bond. Uh, she's listed as a financial advisor on her LinkedIn. Uh, that means I ain't got no real job. She was arrested last month for allegedly punching her 66-year-old boyfriend in the face during an argument in their residence. Oh, goddamn. Uh, yeah. Once again, so she's 46. So I kind of valid. Yes. Uh, so I wonder if this is who she threw the burrito at and they're not listing it because of that or something. I don't uh, know. That might make sense, too. The victim had a red mark over his right eye consi- consistent with a closed fist punch. Oh, she threw the fuck out of that Ooh. burrito. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the punch she did on the 66-year-old man. Okay, my bad. Uh, my bad. Roger, Roger say she she threw that burrito with a tight spiral and it yeah. popped him in the eye. I thought she had, yeah, I thought she had that Dante Culpepper arm. Yeah, I hit with the 100 mile an hour burrito. All right, well, guess the race of Miss, uh, what was her name? Sarah Ann Coachella. Sarah Ann Coachella. A Hispanic. Can I say Hispanic? Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, I think they're a little bit behind, so we'll see. Um, um, let's see. Give me one margarita, I'ma throw a burrito. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Give me one burrito, I'ma throw it at your head. Uh, Latino, uh, white, white passing Hispanic, um, uh, white passing Hispanic who can't cook her own burritos. White Latino. Okay, looks like white and Latino are the main ones. Uh. The correct answer is, uh, Karen, you said, what'd you say? Latino. Karen said Latino. Well, you were wrong. She's white. Oh, no! Some of y'all got it. Uh, That's her there. Child. She looks very white. Super white. Yeah. Like she could be somebody's like grandma or mom or something. Sure hell. Whooping up on old people. And throwing burritos at first of all, how mad why are you throwing burrito at anybody? And and then you just get up and leave? Like, cause you know if they call the police it's cause it was bad. Come on. You know, you don't just call the police because the burrito got thrown on you. I don't think you do. At least I wouldn't. Uh, a 30-year-old woman is facing domestic battery charge after allegedly striking her daughter with a frozen chicken. With a frozen chicken? Did she forget to put the chicken out? <laughs> put the chicken in the in the sink? The yes! Defrost? This is what happened when you don't defrost that chicken. This is what happened. Uh, Kyle say the purported poultry crime occurred early yesterday in St. Petersburg, Florida. God damn Florida be doing it. Boy, y'all are leading the league. Goaded. <laughs> yes, goaded. <laughs> Uh, Florida residents of Mary Marquette and her child. Uh, the victim stated that the accused threw a frozen chicken at her and struck her in the right leg. A frozen chicken, not even that aerodynamic. A burrito, way easier to throw. <laughs> it's shot, you ain't, with a frozen chicken, ain't no telling which way you go hit. Yeah, you could tell she must have been aiming for her head or something, Oof. for the kid's head, because 
Because there's no way the chicken landed where it's supposed to. I know. Mm. Like, if you're going to hit me with a chicken, at least let it be a rotisserie chicken, okay? I'll tear into it. Come on. Thing. Come on. Uh, shit, at least let me be scrumptious afterwards. Marquardt's sister told police she observed the defendant tossing the bird and striking the victim with the chilled chicken. That's a different way. Not the chilled chicken. It's a different way to flip the bird. The affidavit does not disclose what prompted the alleged attack, which resulted in Marquette's bust on the misdemeanor count. She posted a $150 cash bond last night after spending about 20 hours on ice at the county jail. <laughs> they wrote they, that one. They got some jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised this happened because, you know, birds of a feather stick together. Yeah. Um, the... <laughs> The document does not specify if the victim who apparently escaped injury was hit with a whole chicken or just a bird part. That does matter. Yeah, yeah, because difference between you, you know, what you're going to hit with a, with a, uh, a stick, drumstick. Mm-hmm. I can't see you wasting no breasts now. If you get hit with a wing, I feel like that should be less time in jail than if you yes. get hit than if you get hit with a uh, with a breast. Uh, yeah, you get hit with a breast. Go, yeah. go, go ahead and just lay out. You get out. hit with a bone-in breast. That's that should be at least a month in jail. Uh, come on now. Okay, a wing. Okay, that's twenty hours pay a uh, fine. You know, a leg a little bit higher. Yeah. But uh, she was arrested in twenty eighteen for headbutting her husband during an altercation <gasps> that left him busted, bloody with a bottom bottom with a busted, bloody bottom lip. What is this? The, 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 about the story is attacking the men. What is happening? Well, listen, I'm here for equal rights, Karen. Guess the race of Mary Marquette. White. Karen's going white on this one. Let's see what the chat room believes her race is. Um, once again, I know it'll take a second for y'all to catch up. Uh, didn't I tell your ass to take the chicken out? White. White meat. Uh, yeah, plus it to the white meat. White. White. Everyone's going white on this one. The correct answer is white. Yep, and that's her. Well, she looked like somebody forgot to take that chicken out. Yeah, and I also thought about it. They bells was pretty low. Mm-hmm. $250, $100. I was like, mm, you basically could take $20 out of your pocket and hit bail. Yeah, you missed that detail in the first one, and I, I guess that's why did, you got it wrong. Right, I did. And this yeah. one, I was like, mm, hers is even lower, 150 Bonus round time. What time is it? It's time to guess the race. 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 All right, bonus round. Karen is uh, one in one. Yes, I am. But everything in a bonus Woo-hoo! round is worth double the points. So let's see if she can keep it up. Okay. Um, in the bonus round and and do a little bit better. Um, a woman hits and pepper sprays. A rideshare driver after he reportedly refuses to go in fast food drive through No. All right. Let's see if I can. Oh, there's no audio for this? Okay. I guess I have to read the article. They have the video, but they don't have the audio. Okay. All right. Uh, the Houston Police Department's robbery division is asking for the public's assistance in identifying a woman who was accused of hitting, robbing, and pepper spraying a rideshare driver near a fast food restaurant. On Wednesday, September 6th, around 3.50 p.m., the victim who works for an unidentified rideshare company said he picked up a woman um, at a dropped her off at a fast food restaurant. 
the victim who did not want to be identified told kr like kprc's bryce newberry that the woman asked him to go through the drive-thru at chick-fil-a when he refused because the line was long she reportedly became angry and hit him in the head with her hand the victim then told the woman to get out of his car when she refused he walked around the passenger side and forced out of the vehicle the suspect reportedly hit the victim in the face pepper sprayed him reached into his vehicle removed his wallet she fled the location afterwards <gasps> The victim told Newberry that his wallet had about $400 in it and his jewelry was also stolen. He claimed the woman used his credit card after the incident. Well, she needed a ride home, so she had to hop on her own. Investigator said uh, a, a grand jury subpoena has also been submitted for, to the ride share company. The suspect was described by, as a 20-year-old woman who was 5 feet 5 inches tall and was wearing a gray shirt and green shorts. Oh, so they ain't caught her? They have not caught her <gasps> at this moment, I don't okay. think. But I do know, know what, what she, she looks, looks like because like. um, I have a picture. And now mm-hmm. they may, let's see, doesn't like they necessarily caught her in this one either. Okay. Um, so, uh, all right. So guess the race, Karen. Oh, that's white. Karen says white. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe her race is. Um, <clears throat> let's see. da, da, da. Uh, nigga, nah, nah, I don't want to beat up people today. Nah, nah. Oh, all with women beating up people today. That's hilarious. Um, uh, white. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I gotta wait on everybody. It's all right. Take your time. Take your time. Belligerent, drunk, hungry, and short white. Impossible white woman did it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Negro trying to go through Popeyes. Well, it was Chick fil A, actually. Uh, black as his eye. The correct answer is, now that we have a split, Karen, you said... White. You missed it. I did. She was black. Some of you did get it. It does kind of sound like some, some white behavior. Yeah. Pepper spraying this shit took his money, took his wallet. Yeah, this is her in the footage. Oh no! Which she I, robbed I guess, that man. Shout out to him for having the footage. This is like the that's chick- her pepper spraying. This is like the Chick Fil A footage, right? And I guess she had the right one because he didn't like physically attack her or anything. Because right, you know, I'm sure he could have, you know, been like, I had to defend myself. Also, what she wanted is fucking ridiculous. If you have a ride share to a location. Mm-hmm. And I get you to the location and the line is long. I'm not, this is not a actual like Uber Eats situation. Right. Oh, she had her bonnet on. Don't let Monique see this. She going to have something to say. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, wow. Uh, all right. Let's get into the last thing. Uh, we got to talk about some sort ratchetness. Okay. <laughs> A man who was allegedly drunk was involved in a four-hour standoff with police in southern Maine on Thursday. Oh, damn. Four hours. He repeatedly waved a sword around in a threatening manner. He must not have had to go to work. That's half a work day. Mm-hmm. 
It was 5.24 p.m. when they were called to a residence. So maybe he just got off work. That's true. Uh, he was intoxicated. He had assaulted another occupant of the home. He was waving a sword around, threatening one of the residents. Two people who were inside the home were able to get out safely, leaving the man as the only person left inside. As troopers were investigating the incident, the man later identified as 41-year-old Derek Redgate came out of the home on two separate instances, waving his sword around before running back inside and barricading himself. A crisis negotiations team was called to the scene and began communicating with Redgate. And after several hours, he agreed to exit the building around 9.30 p.m. He was taken into custody without further incident and brought to an area hospital and then to the jail. White. He is, I don't have his race. I don't know. He is charged with criminal threatening with a dangerous weapon, weapon and creating a police standoff. Creating a police standoff is a crime. Interesting. Uh, no details were released about when he is scheduled to appear in court. So there you go. I just feel like a sword didn't help that situation. <laughs> Me either. That's just my controversial opinion. All right, y'all. That's <laughs> it for today. We'll be back later on in the week. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.